Okay, so welcome to the Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Adish and I'm also known as the Nova Coach and I'm joined here with another coach and he goes by the name of Jonathan Kiley. Jonathan is an authentic power coach, helping people on an inward journey to connect with their passion and purpose to live a more authentic and fulfilling life. Previously studied with the International Coaching Federation at the Irish Life Coaching Institute and as an integrative health coach at the Dr. Stephen Cabral Institute. So with that all said, welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. Hello, Eilish, and hello, everybody listening. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. It's beautiful. How are you getting on? I'm good, yeah. I'm not too bad now. How about yourself? I'm very excited. Yes, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm really excited for today's chat and to connect with you. Tell us how we cross paths first, I suppose, to give our listeners a bit of context and where you're, where you're coming in from right now. Yes, so right now, everybody, I'm coming from Limerick in Ireland and I'm checking in saying hello. And I guess, yeah, our first time that we crossed paths that I remember was about, God, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. In, uh, you're not ages now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still only young, but uh, <laughs> it was in a place called, yeah, it was Santa Panza in, in New York, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. And it was in a, a, a an old Irish bar, the Shamrock Bar, perhaps. Was that? I remember think, seeing you there, all you and all your friends. Yeah. I don't even remember the um, name of the bar. Yeah, of course, I remember the name of the bar, yeah. <laughs> Can I remember the name of everyone else? Probably not, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the first time that we met in, on that holiday. And then I remember, yeah, we hung out uh, a good few times and we always had a good laugh. Anytime we were out, we were always looking, oh, where's where's Ailish? Where's the Kerry girls? And, you know, because all like all the lads as well are from Limerick. So kind of we all knew each other. So you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, I know these people. Let's let's hang out and let's have fun. And yeah, so it was great crack. So that was when we first met, which seems like, yeah, seems like lifetimes ago. And then uh as you were telling me the next time that you after that holiday you know the next time that we we kind of like met again was on you went on to the pat divley uh working day it was like a uh, coaching program and it was some journaling stuff that he was doing and lo and behold you're there on the on it and next me you see a video of me or something that I posted my some video of my journal reflections or something like that and at that time I was all the other I was all the other way over in Vietnam and we were in the middle of a pandemic in a lockdown and during that yeah really tough time that lockdown the initial shock uh yeah wonderful synchronicity happened where yeah, you finally we seen me randomly again and, and I connected with you and we realized that we're both coaches and we're both on a similar path. And yeah, that has brought us all here today to connect and, and to share. So and I yeah, think it's for me, what makes me laugh is the absolute polarity, like the complete opposite end spectrum <laughs> of how we both cross paths. Like we couldn't be more further from the people we were in Santa Panza back then. It was good to connect again, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it even helped just connecting as well, because, yeah, from then, even when we chatted briefly about where the journey we've been on since, like, it's it's crazy to see, yeah, the amount of change from, as you said, where you were 
10 years ago like that in Santa Panza definitely out there to have a you know mad holiday release a bit of drinking and all this crack mm-hmm. and now like now in your life probably like me anyway a bit more calmer a bit more purposeful and intentional calmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can definitely say that about me anyway oh my god when I think back we were wild so you, you got to get it out of you at some stage right <laughs> exactly oh okay right so Jonathan I've asked you on this podcast because I just want to share with my listeners when I crossed paths with you I thought it was so important to have an Irish guy on speaking about the male perspective of mental health and to hear your journey and I know we spoke briefly a couple of nights ago about it and I think you've such a powerful story to share so I'm really excited for our listeners to hear it. So if you want, you can share how you came to be the authentic power coach that you are today. That is a question and a half, but I'll do my best to, to answer it as honestly and uh, yeah, as vulnerable as possible. And I guess, you know, from chatting with you as well, previously we talked about, about our journeys and that. And for me, um, this journey of kind of, I didn't even know it was self-development at the time, but just really trying to get to know myself to figure out how I could help myself um, was became really important to me because of a specific moment in my life. So basically, I'm in sixth year in the Leaving Cert. And um, yeah, I was, you know, studying. I wanted to do pretty decent so I could have like choice for the rest of my life <laughs> on what I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't fully know what I wanted to do. But I was, I was uh, studying that year and I remember just being in a certain class and everything's normal, the teacher is teaching, I'm reading the book and next minute I just start to feel this, um, this heat. It was like this heat, my heart would start beating faster and then this heat would like rush from like my chest all the way up to my neck, all the way onto my face and like it was like roasting, like painful and I, I was just like, totally confused been like what is going on with me why like you know the, the inner critic what i like to call comes in just saying what's wrong with you you know you you look like a loser you you can't explain yourself and i just start just getting like uh yeah this massive pe- panic attack basically and and now i call them kind of like shame attacks because i related to the emotion shame and at this age i was like 18 19 and you know at that stage in your life, like for me anyway, I was just always trying to be what I thought was cool for other people and things like this. So I guess when this shame attack came and I started feeling all these, uh, this unexplainable panic inside me, I became very, um, very confused, very upset, uh, very lost, like feeling like I don't feel happy in myself. And it was a really weird thing because on the outside, I was like, you know, everything was cool. Like I was always smiling and appearing happy and always like joking and stuff like that, being lighthearted. But on the inside, there was some serious like things happening inside me that I couldn't explain. Um, so what happened anyway was I had, had had this experience in sixth year and it continued. It used to continue like just randomly this thing would happen during during classes and I would feel this attack come on and I would just be totally in my head, totally just suffering. And then, of course, I wouldn't talk to it about anybody in the classroom because I would be afraid that someone would like, 
yeah, I don't know, see see that or like then somehow like make a joke about it. And then that would make me even feel more worse, for example. Um, and yeah, like I, exactly. I went to the school as well, an all boys school. We were very, you know, like uh, masculine driven, like, you know, like you're like a, a rock, a stone, nothing, nothing can can overcome you. And uh, yeah, you never put yourself down or be vulnerable because that's weak, you know. So. So, yeah, basically what, what this started to take over my life and it started to to come uh, in social situations. So I started to become afraid of being around other people, of going to occasions that were uh, there was going to be people there. That, and I would be worried in case I would I became very fearful of making a mistake in case. Yeah. Then I would feel like ashamed or it, it would come on and then the attack would like this panic attack would come. I wouldn't be able to explain to people what was happening. And they would just think I'm really weird and awkward and they would just laugh or whatever and not understand me. So so that drove me on this journey at 18, 19 year, years of age saying, right, I there's something seriously not OK inside me. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't even know who I can talk to, but I need to go and try to see what I can do to help myself. So. Like most people at that age, I went online and started looking at uh, everything to do with yeah the body, learning about how the central nervous system works and how blood flows and all these different things. And I realized very soon like that what I put into my body, what I put into my mind, uh, has a massive is is having a massive effect in my life. So I became really uh, passionate towards this kind of stuff, and that led me. It first started with nutrition, exercise. And I believe like movement was such a big thing because, you know, if I had these attacks, like these shame or panic attacks, I would be able to kind of say, all right, I'm just going to go and do a workout later. I'm going to move later. So I'm just going to get rid of this, this energy inside me somehow, you know. Um, but yeah, as, as I said, that that lasted for the whole of sixth year. I ended up dropping out of the last two and a half months of my final year to study at home because I didn't feel comfortable going to school because as I said, this uh, this kind of panic attacks that I couldn't explain became so embarrassing for me that I just wanted to yeah, seclude myself from anything that reminded me of it. So in a way, it was I was able to avoid or or hide from it. But that's what I needed in, in that moment. And uh, I did the leave and search. And I thankfully I got I had a few like uh, kind of panic attacks during it, but I, I did OK. Anyway, and I got I got the results that I was looking for and it came to to college and I remember again like what had started to happen was I always knew I was interested in in at the time movement psychology things like this like and I, what I would say now is like my heart was connected to that right but I didn't fully trust or believe in myself because I was so confused at the time I was like what's happening with me I'm um yeah just having these panic attacks out of nowhere uh, things were happening where I guess I was drinking and, and partying too, because that's what most people did that age. But then my heart was going in another direction where I wanted to, yeah, uh, get into like nutrition, coaching, psychology, that stuff. So there was like, a, yeah, these clashes inside me at that age. And I, I didn't really know what to do with it, but it knocked my confidence from following my heart and my purpose. Because what I thought was that, oh, how can I go and study something like sports science, for example, if I'm drinking sometimes or if I have a cigarette sometimes? And yeah, my inner critic would be like, yeah, you can't do that. So you're not allowed to do it. And 
outside me at that time, the trends and what my I chatted to my parents and stuff was uh, energy and uh, environmental kind of courses are going to, there's going to be lots of jobs in that. So as a 19 year old, all this stuff going through, I say, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going to pick what the trend says and what my parents and, and, uh, and other people are saying, and I'm not going to basically, you know, I didn't say that to myself, but I'm not going to listen to myself. I'm going to do what others are telling me to do so that I can become happier. And that turned out to be a disaster because I started a course then and I'm in this course and I'm getting by, but I have no interest in this course. This is not lighting me up at all. This is completely like feels like I'm going in the wrong direction, but I'm in the course and um, yeah, I'm kind of like I'm I'm getting through it like I'm I was passing the exams. Because it was, again, I was learning off stuff and, and writing it out. It wasn't that difficult, you know. Um, but what happens anyway is that, um, unfortunately, these panic attacks didn't go away. In fact, they actually got stronger. They became they became even like, uh, yeah, more evident. And I, yeah, I didn't, again, I was like, why hasn't this gone? Like, why is this still here? Like, I, I've left school now. This should be gone now. But it continued. And as it continued, I'm in college, so did my, yeah, my, my drug and alcohol consumption, because that was my way out for, yeah, for allowing me to, to not feel the, this unworthiness uh, about myself, this uh, unconfidence, this unsureness of myself. So kind of like short cut forward, like two years now I'm in college and as the, the drugs and the, the drink increased, because I didn't have the support group. I didn't have the people to talk to, I felt, to share what was going on. I told my parents and they, yeah, they were like, look, you're a teenager. And they reassured me, this will, this will pass. Um, I remember going to the doctor and he said, look, this is your hormones. It's going to go. And then uh, the worst was I finally got like the courage to open up to one of my friends and, and tell them what was happening with these shame and panic attacks and how I didn't know how to explain it. And I felt really awkward and weird. And um, as a good friend does, he was like, you know, he's like, man, you, 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 you're a good looking guy. You've got everything going for you. You know, that's, that's not a big problem. He's like, you know, if, he's like, you don't need to worry about that. Like, he's like, just go out there and be you and all this. And in fairness, it was good advice in a way, but in my stage where I'm under all that suffering, I, I just felt now in that way, I just felt even more ashamed because I'm like, all right, well now, like, you know, most people outside think I'm fine and there's, I should be grateful to be who I am and these things like this, but inside I feel so shitty and no one understands me and I felt alone. And then I felt even ashamed to bring that up to people because I felt like, yeah, no one's going to be able to help me in that, in that, in, in that way, you know? So anyway, to come back to college, we're, I'm in college, I go to second year, second semester, and I do the exams, and I get the results that summer, and I fail everything, absolutely everything. So I've spent two and a half, I've spent two years now in college, and the day has come where I've been like, yeah, basically, like, uh, the truth, you know, was there, because like, I, I failed, yeah, I basically failed everything, and I kind of, felt that yeah I what I knew inside me was was that was true but I didn't it, it wasn't evident in my life was that this course wasn't for me and then finally the results came and I failed at something 
that I didn't really want and that wasn't really aligned with who I was. And I was absolutely devastated because I felt, yeah, I'm after spending the last two years of my life doing something that I don't want to do because I felt like I had to do it. And now, now I failed it. And now what do I do from here? You know, was um, there, and was there almost like a feeling kind of a dual feeling then of relief that you could kind of breathe and just be honest about where you were? Yeah, actually, you're right. That Thank you for reminding me. There was um, this moment where I had failed. Honestly, the first feelings was like, I'm a failure and I'm after failing what I didn't really want to do. But after that, there was this actually little voice being like, now you can now you can change, you know, now you can do what you really want to do, perhaps. And and I, and I, I listened to that. And of course, I had been studying the last two years, exercise and nutrition every night when I went home, even though I was doing a course in energy science, I kept up my studies because I this was like my healing, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I was like, right, I feel confident enough that I had proved to myself this is what I'm into. I am into psychology. I am into helping other people. I was like, I felt confident, like, you know, that this is me because since I've been studying it for two, for two years, I was like, OK, yeah, it's not a phase. It's something I'm really into. And then I went to my, yeah, to my mom and I told them I failed. And obviously, you know, they, they did their best. And my mom was like, look, we're going to help you. We're going to bring you to talk to someone that's going to help you with, you know, your career advice and your college advice because they were trying their best. And I remember going, having a conversation with like two other people and my mom in a room. I'm 21 at this stage. And I'm just saying, look, lads, I'm after failing this. I know I don't want to do it. I really want to change and do this course instead. And they were like, you know, in fairness, they were like, yeah, we see what you mean. You're really into this course. Um, but, you know, it's also going to set you back 14,000 euros. And then when I heard that, I was like, OK, shit. Um, so like it, it, at this moment, I had the confidence to speak up and say, I am. This is what I want to do. But then like because of the circumstances and also other people's opinions and, and things, I felt like, you know what, uh, they're right. Because they, again, they showed me that it was going to be 14,000 to repeat. And also that I would have to, um, yeah, I would have to start again. And that was one of my fears. I would have to go back to first year, two years behind and fall all behind my friends and everybody who was around my, my group, you know, this comparison, oh no, I'm going to fall behind. So once again, um, I listened to other, yeah, to, to other people's, you know, help. And I, I, I said what I would say again is no to my deep, my deep, you know, uh, purpose in life and what I wanted to do, what made me happy. And for anyone listening out there if you were in this situation, I would say don't do that unless you really have to, because that made the next two, two years, it was supposed to be a year and a half. It made it very challenging because yeah, again, like I literally had been honest to everyone said, this is not for me. And then I had said, but yeah, I'm going to continue for the next two years and finish it anyway, <laughs> because I guess looking at it was like, OK, this is the easy, you know, this is the easiest route to do. And then I can go back and study again if I'm st if I still really want to get into the, you know, the psychology, things like that. So, yeah, that was um, that was a really another tough experience where and, and, and again, like I started to see this theme in my life where. I'm saying no to myself because I don't trust myself, but I'm asking others then for to for to get the answers for my own problems. 
do you mind me asking when you were in that room then talking was it like a careers coach or like a career counselor it, it was um it's kind of like a career guidance counselor it wasn't like it was kind of like it was a career something it wasn't a coach because it wasn't really moving forward they were just kind of um i think yeah it must have been a career guidance uh just career guidance counselor or something like that i'm not sure 100 but and did you feel then at that moment when you were in that room with your mom and the the person or i think you said there were two people yeah. did you mm -hmm. feel like there was like a safe space to even share how you were feeling emotionally oh no i guess not i guess not no back then there honestly like i i don't even know if that was <laughs> it probably was obviously but i was not aware of that being a thing where i would but i where i would like share my like i'm feeling like this 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 and this i don't know how to deal with it no there was none of that basically so it was just kind of it was like you know from from an adult perspective or a parent perspective it's like right he's he's a year and a half in he's a year and a half left like you know just get him through this and then he can move on yeah um but uh yeah for me look well it ended up being the right thing because i am here and i am where i am today but i'm just teaching i guess my own lesson that when you when you say no to something that you truly love to yeah to settle for something that you don't want life can become very challenging you know yeah and it does like as i'm sure you'll you'll, you'll continue to share in a minute but it does find you eventually like what your mm. your purpose like it's like that video there's a video on youtube i might link it in the bio of this episode where oprah winfrey is talking about the whisper and the whisper of life gets louder and louder until it literally knocks your whole house down and you're just like okay i have to listen now i have to listen to the whisper because it gets louder and louder until you really listen and take notice of it i, I absolutely love that i i also i like to call it like answering the call you get the knock you know, that knock comes in your life as well. And I felt like for me, yeah, it had already, I, I guess in that stage, it had already knocked twice. And then the third time I knocked was when I graduated from college, uh, basically got kicked. But like, I was nicely asked to leave the house, like I'm finished now. And it was like, get out of the house and go prove yourself. So I had this enormous pressure, like, right, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm 20. I think it's important to share, which is, it's, it's something worth commending you yeah. on you passed your degree like you got your degree yes exactly yeah. it's yeah, I better acknowledge myself for that right yeah. so i got the degree in the end guys <laughs> i got uh it was a bit it was a bit extra i had a bit extra time but i got there that's the main thing so perseverance definitely <laughs> one of the one of the strengths there. <laughs> but there is an easier way there is an easier way uh and yeah as i was sharing with you after that yeah um this was kind of a crucial point too because i I completed the course and I was like, right, I'm never doing anything in that. Anyway, I'm sure of that. Um, but at the same time, my parents were like, look, we've supported you. Now you're finished college. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, the kind of drugs and alcohol thing was quite prevalent in my life. And yeah, that was obviously becoming a lot for the you know people I live with too. And they were like, nice, you know, it's time to move on now. Get your own place, move on and, and sort your life out. So I'm, I'm like... Oh, I'm going to prove everyone now. I'm going to prove to my parents. I'm going to prove to everyone that I'm going to be great at something, you know? So I was looking for some jobs. And um, yeah, uh, uh, I was actually planning on moving out with my friend for a summer, for a summer house to have fun and, and, and party probably even more. 
And like a week before I was moving out, I get this uh, text message from Coca-Cola um, saying there's an in- or from a guy in Coca-Cola saying there's a present or a, an interview in Coca-Cola if you want to come and do it. And uh, there might be a job opportunity. And I seen the message and I was like, no, no way am I going to this thing. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm going getting I'm supposed to go get a, a house with my friend and have a really good summer party and all this stuff. And then I just stop, you know, a bit after that. And the silence comes. And then that voice was like, you know, this is this is a good idea. This is an opportunity. You know, this is something that you don't need to 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 shy away from, regardless of the outcome. This is something that's going to that's going to help you. And yeah, that was, I guess, st- starting to answer the call. That was starting to answer the call. The things are hard. But, you know, again, with all what I had been through earlier, these shame and panic attacks, like going into a sales role and going into uh, an interview was not something that I was like, oh, yeah, pick me. You know, I was like <laughs> something that I, sh- I would shy away from. But I knew there was one part saying this is this is going to help me. This is going to help me to challenge myself a small bit. So I went up, did the interview uh, that weekend, and uh, we had to do like a presentation, all this stuff. Anyway, I had, I'd say I had a mini panic shame attack during it, but I just went down anyway. I was like, I don't care. Uh, but I, the next Monday, I get a phone call saying, yeah, you got the, you actually got the role. I was like, shit. Wow. Um, excuse me for my yeah language. But yeah, I was, I, I couldn't get over that it happened. But I was like, wow, that was interesting. Whatever I listened to there worked, you know. And and looking back now, I feel like that was like, you know, that intuition, that thing saying, you know, this is this is a direction to start to get you on your journey. So I went into to Coca-Cola. I'm, now I'm working for a company. I got this recognition. It's a big company, you know, and I'm going to climb the ladder. I want to be the best. You know, this is the next phase of my life. I want to prove myself to everyone. And I worked my, yeah, I worked my ass off in, in that company for a long, long time. And it came to about, yeah, there was just a moment, like maybe after a year and a half where I really like put everything into it. And then I got like, you know, the recognition, the validation, the well done, you know, the achievements, the, the in- increase in, in pay, all these stuff, the bonuses. But there was just some, there was something inside me that was like, man, like, is, is this is this it like is this the is this the joy that I'm that I'm supposed to experience I was like there's something really missing you know because it felt like once you got an achievement then you you to you know you need to go for the next one because you need to get that validation it needs to keep fresh you know you always need to be constantly receiving that if that's what you rely on validation outside of yourself you know so um yeah I I at this stage I started to be like right okay I was like, well done. Uh, I was like, you, you've made it, you know, in sales and you put yourself out there. My confidence did grow as a person then because I, I was doing stuff that like, it didn't matter if I was going to have a panic attack or a shame attack. I just needed to go out and talk to people and, and you know, help them with their businesses. So I just, yeah, got over it. It wasn't easy. But after doing like maybe three weeks, four weeks of calling into different people every day, I was like, okay, I, I think I'm okay at this. You know, I think I, I'm not going to have a panic attack anymore. So it, it worked up to that point. However, at this stage, I'm, I'm two and a half, three years in and I'm questioning this. So, so I had, you know, proved myself in this area of my life. But again, I'm questioning saying there's something missing. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I feel like um, 
perhaps now it's like when I look back at it, I had proved myself to others, but I haven't proved myself to myself, if you know what I mean, to Jonathan. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'm thinking about the nutrition and psychology and, and helping and all this stuff. And I'm saying, right, I just need help. I need to talk to someone about this. One of my friends was doing uh, coaching at the time. He was in the, the yeah Irish Life Coaching Institute. And he was like, oh, I'm doing this thing called coaching. It's, you know, helps people to, to kind of connect with themselves, kind of see what their dreams are and, and to take action and follow through, you know, go towards that direction. I was like, all right, yeah, this sounds, this sounds interesting. Let's, let's do it. Uh, I was like, I think I want to be a fitness coach. So, yeah, maybe you can help me get, uh, with that. So we sit down and he's doing the session, uh, coaching session with me and, and asking me these questions. And I'm, I'm getting connected to what I'm saying. And as as he's as, as I'm talking and he's just coaching me, asking me questions and getting me to see things that I had, hadn't seen already, I kind of realized that, um, first of all, I absolutely love the work that this guy's doing in front of me because I'm connecting to a part of myself that I that I have been limited to throughout my life because I had fear of blocking it, which is trusting myself, my intuition. And the second thing is that, yeah, that it's time in my life again where this there's there's two voices in my head that I've been living. And voice one is the, you know, is the the external one, the the following the trends. It's it's following everything outside of me, looking for the answers outside of me, looking to progress or, you know achieve outwardly and, and think that that's going to bring me happiness inside and acceptance and in the other the other voice of me is this one where is saying like that you it's it's calling so deeply that you want to just leave this you want to leave this job and you want to go on your own path and you want to you want to you know begin some sort of coaching education or psychology education or nutrition whatever it is but you, you really want to go on this path and, and there, it, this path is not made for you. But if you trust yourself, you're going to go on an adventure and it's going to feel it's going to feel that fulfillment that you were looking for in your job. That's going to it's going to it's going to fulfill that. Mm -hmm. So. In that moment, I was quite scared, but after it, I also realized I was like, man, I'm I'm sick of trying to get happy by following everything outside of me in life all the trends all what people say everyone else's beliefs about me and i'm going to give this i'm going to give this trusting in myself thing and my intuition and following my heart's purpose i'm going to give this a go and see what happens and after that i he he helped me to make an exit plan basically so so once i just had that exit plan i just i knew i had made a decision i was like now i can now i'm happy because i've made a decision i'm not staying following this old pattern anymore i'm going creating this new pattern the minute i just decided to do that my work got better because i knew that i was going to be leaving and that i had a plan and i just had that confidence that knowing that trusting my heart was it gave me a feeling that nothing else in in life could you know and mm -hmm. um, so basically anyway what happens is my friend sends on i said man this is incredible thank you so much for helping me I, and i asked him i said is there like where did you learn this can i is there something first and he was like, yeah, here, let me send you this, this course. And I remember reading the modules and like this, yeah, having a really emotional moment because I, I realized that this is, you know, this is what I've been looking for my, my whole life, you know, 
this is like this it had been the journey that i had been on that i didn't know i was on like so so bas- basically trying to figure out who am i why why am i the way i am why do i feel lost when i'm hanging around with this group why do i not feel connected with that group you know uh who am i <laughs> all these questions so this this was like perfect perfect timing because i was looking to go on on some direction and this just came to me but again what happened was i'm was opening up my heart all the time to say okay maybe life it doesn't have to be this way maybe maybe there's other things out there in the world for me and it was that trusting myself that that led me to to going on this coaching journey so the, the final decision and and the the nudge and the message from the universe to to get out of what i was doing came to me in my last uh, couple of months in the company when one day i'm driving and i get a phone call and they say hey uh, Jonathan, you know, we have this fantastic um, project coming up and we want you to be on the face of the company and we want you to share how much you love working for this company, how great this company is and how it can, you know, how it's, it's, it's very successful and absolutely nothing wrong with what they're asking to do. But the, the thing that I learned in that moment was I felt this really sinking feeling in my gut that if i go and do this i am completely lying to myself and i'm lying to anybody everyone out there in the world that i'm that i'm in love with what i'm doing and that this is you know this is this is the place for me and again as i said i'll I mentioned already in the podcast you know i've meant uh, a few times in my life i said no to myself and this was like the third time where you know the the calling and the knock and i just was like okay i'm not doing that and then yeah you know they were sharing well you know you don't really have a choice you you got to do it and again i just had to stand and just say i'm not doing this this is not for me and i won't be doing it and it was it was like the first time though that i was like right i'm not no i'm not following someone else's advice i'm going to trust and listen to myself and i know this is going to not please many other people you know especially for my even the career prospects and all these things but i was like but is it going to please me and no it's not so okay i'm not going to do it um and in that moment yeah i I made the decision i was i was quite emotional after because i knew like being in this company and working in this way was no longer the direction for jonathan anymore there was there was a there was a significant change going on inside and now his direction was outwards and leaving and that's what happened I, i i finished working and i graduated from coaching and I said, I am going, I, I know what I want to do. I was like, I'm going traveling and I'm going to coach people as I travel and learn and grow and share. And I'm going to have a fucking adventure. And that's what I went to. And that's what I did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And like you perfectly described the transition of, I suppose, coming out of the rat race and then coming into your authentic power and peeling yes. back those layers of conditioning and getting back to the the source like it's just the way you describe it is is phenomenal so tell us then about the moment you're you've got your plane ticket you've got your qualification in life coaching and you're asia bound exactly exactly so again this is to yeah this is crazy but as you said there just the 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 unlearning who you think you are who you think you're supposed to be the significance of that and and what happened next really really shows so i had booked my initial tick tickets to sri lanka okay and 
three days before I leave. Like, this is crazy. I was supposed to go to Sri Lanka, uh, work in a health and well-being retreat place and, and start from there. That's all I knew. Um, I actually, and I'll be honest, I had a visa to Australia as well. So they were, that's all I knew was that much. Yeah. And then the second, yeah, so that, that was enough, right? Three days before I go, uh, on the news, there's these bombings happening in Sri Lanka and they're happening everywhere around Sri Lanka. They're happening at the airports. And I'm like, the first one goes off and I'm at home and I'm like, ah, obviously I'm kind of nervous when you're, you know, when you're changing, when you're going to make a big move first time in your life, you're nervous. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It'll be okay. And then, of course, my parents, as most Irish parents do, had the news on 24-7, constantly talking about it. It was like the bombings were getting worse and worse. And obviously, it was a tragedy, you know, and, and my heart goes out to all those people. But I had to make a, a decision and I had to say, like, right, I'm not going to go to this place because it's not safe. And my interconnecting flight was getting out of Thailand. So I'm there two days now before and I'm like, shit, I need to find a place. Where am I going to go? I was on this work away website and I'm looking at everything and I'm stressed and I'm trying to like, just, I need to find something. I need to find something. And then eventually I just, I'm like, had this moment of calmness and I'm flick, I'm going through different work away web uh, kind of web pages. And I just see this thing saying monastery with monks and mindfulness and yoga and uh, farm like permaculture farm work in Thailand and whatever about my journey something was just like I just was drawn to this just the 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 sentence I was like the words that were in it and there was a beautiful picture of all these people smiling and I was like hmm I was like this this is kind of interesting I was like let me let me check this out I so I sent him a message and I was like I, I'm going to be getting out of Thailand and do you have spaces and they were like um they were able to make like i think it was like the last person in the rebel to make some space and they said yeah you, you're literally one of the last people to get in i was like this is okay let's see what happens grand so in that decision i'm saying that i'm going to thailand so anyway i get on the plane and for some reason the lady tells me i can't i cannot say that i'm not going to Sri Lanka because uh, my tickets were already made or something like that so instead she said just just I'm, I'm going to send your bags to Bangkok. You just need to you just need to tell them when we get to Bangkok that you have to leave. Um, but anyway, this is just a, a small side story. What? So I had to. Yeah, I had to pretend that I was getting out at uh, Sri Lanka, but the girl was able to send my bags to Bangkok. So then but when we were getting to Bangkok, we were actually late for the flight. So they were like telling people to run up to the top that they have to make a special uh, they have to make a a special exit for them so i had to be like taken up to the top of the plane and she was like no you're going to shrink and i was like oh i've changed my plans i'm actually going to i'm actually going to bangkok and then they were like okay go 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 basically it was like it was a really uh worrying thing because yeah i, I still had to like for some reason like tell them that i wasn't able to go to um i i, I had to plan that i was going to Sri Lanka, but then when i got to thailand i would just like run out and tell them no no change your plan and thankfully, they were okay with it anyway. But I had no visa, right? Because I didn't, that was the whole thing. I didn't get the visa because right. this was a last minute decision to change destinations. Yes. Uh, this is show you how, how the universe is crazy. But anyway, I get out. Uh, yeah, some people weren't getting in. And I just walk up and thank God, they just stamped me 30 days, go ahead. I pay the money there and I just enter Thailand. I was like, this is crazy. So then I, I get on a, 
yeah, I book another flight to this place called Kan Kan, where this mindfulness project is in Thailand. And I get to this place. Now, I'm after coming from the Western world, Coca-Cola sales, sales head mentality, achieving, achieving, achieving. And I arrive in this place in a farm in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with this beautiful sunny weather, trees, nature, <clears throat> and like dusty road. And uh, like just real old style anyway. It's like I went back in time and I get to this, I get to this farm and I just see these people, uh, yeah, just walking like in their bare feet and they're all like just smiling and happy and like uh, whatever, hugging each other, just playing randomly, like just really look like chill people. And I get out there and I'm wearing my like, yeah, my runners and uh, I had like, yeah, my kind of, yeah, tight clothes on and stuff like this. And I just see the people and they're like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, wow. I'm like, hey, how are you? And I was like, this is, you know, I just took off my shoes straight away. It was the first thing I had to do. I was like, I feel so weird. I need to get my shoes off. And I just put my foot on the soil. And I was in that moment. I was like, man, this is this is like this is great. Like, I'm so excited. I'm, 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 I'm on the journey now. And this yeah. this kind of like quiet voice, that inner child in me, I would say, that was really quiet that I didn't listen to. That just was like out. Like, it was like, wow, we're in fucking Thailand. You're free. You can do whatever you want. This is it. Like, you're out of this corporate world, all this old world. You're leaving everything behind. So that was, yeah, that was uh, a journey and a half. But again, it, it really, that was my next part of my education. And this was more uh, University of Life education, I would say. But I remember being there and uh, sharing, you know, we're in a, a community, a group, 30 people, and they're sharing like with me messages like, you know, you don't need to be uh, someone who is like amazing or this idol to be, to be accepted in life. You don't need to, basically helping me to realize things like you don't need to become this crazy successful coach you don't need to become this and that and i was like what are these people on about like i was like man i was like I, i'm i'm going to like try and be ambitious as i can so that was the like first day i was there but as time went on i was there ended up i was supposed to be there for 10 days i stayed there for a full 2 months i think wow. and uh, it was a month i stayed the first time and i am just like really falling in love with everything that we're doing every day like we're up at half 5 in the morning the sun is rising we don't talk to each other. It's like silence for the first hour or two. And we just get up and we're doing some yoga first thing. And then we do meditation and then we do uh, makes. So some group would make food for everyone. Another group is going like water in the gardens. Another group is uh, going, helping, preparing to help uh, orphanage school, teach them English. And there's just so much things happening. And it's such like an amazing buzz where everyone's like, just letting their masks down, you know? So that was where I learned to like, I, man, I don't have to pretend to be Jonathan something. I'm just fucking Jonathan and that's okay. And like other people there and just being themselves, it was like, when I, honestly, for me, it was like this imaginary heaven because for the first time I'm around people and nobody's um, self-conscious of what they might look like, you know, especially obviously as well, there's girls there and they, you know, not wearing makeup, just everyone's just like free to be who you want. And it's, it's uh it's it's amazing to see people so happy you know in 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 a place like that and i think for me that was the beginning of getting into this kind of eastern side of things perhaps more where it was this like yin based like opening my heart opening my heart and unlearning all of the things that i grew up 
and you know a lot a lot of that like you know growing up how how i think i should be a man you know how i look in front of other people all these kind of things i you know had i started to question and i started to say well maybe it's not all maybe it's not all about achieving maybe maybe the best place to start is actually accepting who i am and where i am right now and that was uh, you know as i learned that i really experienced deep deep inner peace and deep deep connection to like-minded people from all over the world random people who randomly came here as well and it's just yeah it was anyway but that's the universe this is what happens i believe when we when we listen to that calling when we listen to that voice oh yeah go on this coaching journey let's see what happens and then you know to a year later i'm in this yeah farm in thailand learning how to yeah be myself <laughs> I love so, it though. This is such, it's just such a cool story. Honestly, it's it's class. It's like your own version of Epre Love, Joe Julia Roberts. Honestly, we need to get like, Jonathan's oh, version of it. What would we call yeah, that? Some, something like that. Something I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea. But yeah. All right, continue anyway. I'm just loving listening to it. So what happened then after Thailand? So you did a month in Thailand and you did the so, monastery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so did the month in Thailand. I guess another story I'll, I'll just share there as well, like a beautiful thing that happened. And when you talk about synchronicities is during the end of that month was my birthday. And I'm not 29 at this stage. And, you know, for the last 10 years, I've always drank at my birthdays and, you know, partied like crazy and took lots of substances to, yeah, just have a hell of a night or whatever. but this time I'm in this place and they don't drink. That's one of the rules. They don't drink. They don't smoke like weed or anything like that. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is going to be weird. Like I got to, and, but they're like, Hey, we're going to have a crazy party for your, for your uh, 29th birthday. And we're going to get speakers and we're going to, we're going to have a rave. And I was like, what a rave. I was like, without just a sober rave, this is so weird. But, um, Anyway, we ended up having an amazing like rave dancing and just again, just letting go of, of how I should look in front of people. Like it was one of the most healing things for someone who'd suffered with shame attacks and how am I looking, appearing in front of these people to now learn to let go of how I look in front of people was like very, very healing. Wow. And um, I guess that, that was one of the things where I realized that, wow, I can do this without drink and drugs and I can have the time of my life and I can really feel connected to the people around me this is powerful I was like wow and I guess just that was one of the stories where I knew I was being like I was transforming in this stage I was really being healed from the inside out and then the last thing then was it's the day of my birthday and so that evening we had done the ecstatic dance thing but the day of my birthday we we went to the monks okay and so I had not been to this before and um, but what we would do is on a thing called buddha day you would go to the monks and bring them food and feed them and they would be uh chanting and having like their sangha and, and meeting and, and praying and stuff like this so we went that night before uh the night before and we stayed in the in the in a monastery which is so cool and we had these kind of like uh tents that we made and, and, and we made up the the place where you're going to sleep for the night in the monastery and I don't know what happened, but that night when I was going to sleep by myself, I just, tears just started to, to come out of me for no reason. I, I was like, this is so weird. Why am I crying? And again, I'm not, I definitely wasn't someone who cried. Like I'd said before that it would have been about I don't, a number of years before I was able to cry like that. But the, the, the next day 
um i'm sitting down and the monks are doing this like chant and it's like it's my first time hearing it but i feel like i've heard this like before or something and i the yeah the, just the the waterworks just start pouring down and i i i realized that one month earlier i was supposed to be in sri lanka but now a month later i'm in i'm in thailand and it's the day of my birthday and apparently it's also the day of the where the buddha um, died but also became enlightened at the on the same day and this is all happening and the whole area is celebrating it so it's like this crazy party and my birthday is on as well and i had goosebumps crying like just unexplainable like just i felt like um yeah just just a complete letting go of everything i shedding everything all the old stuff that i had you know and again it was it was uh yeah that was that was just absolutely powerful that was so powerful and from there of course I, I met a group of people like really you know people like it was like i know knew these guys for a lifetime because the stuff we shared and the safe space that we created you know you're sharing stuff with people that you may not have shared with even your best friends or your family you know and it's like that like that's how well you know these people and you're so connected it's like you just feel like um, your souls know one another exactly exactly your souls know one another and your hearts are just aligned when i've gone traveling you meet these random people and you're actually telling them your entire life story yeah and like yeah it's it's a crazy connection you can't explain it then and you're like why am i saying all this to a stranger like but if it's time it just it's that you can't explain it yeah i can totally understand what you're saying yeah it's so special it is so special. And, and like you said there, when you connect with people like that, oftentimes, you know, that feeling is so good that you're like, yeah, these people feel like my family. So although I was alone, I never really felt alone. Like I'm, I'm on this brand new journey. I don't know anybody, but I feel like I'm right in the middle of my family that I was, you know, that were out there that I didn't know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, but we, we, um, I moved on from that. I went to, I went to uh, Bali for a number of weeks and I actually at the time I was also yeah I was I was also seeing my girlfriend at the time so that was another challenging thing for me was that I was in a relationship and you know was very happy in that relationship but again my the direction of my heart the direction of my soul wanted to go and travel and wanted to do something different so yeah ended up in Bali we kind of finished things up there with that relationship and realizing that you know one person wanted to go one way one person wanted to go the other and understanding that which was which was nice to you know it was a nice way to for that to happen and then after that I I have a choice to come back to Thailand and I hear some of my friends from this mindfulness project are doing this thing called a Vipassana retreat and I am like what is this I, I remember hearing about it in the in the Thailand project, mindfulness project. And I find out that it's this, you go to like, a, again, lo and behold, you go to a monastery in Thailand and you learn from monks how to meditate properly, how to get into deep, you know, letting go of meditation within yourself. And you have to be silent. <laughs> so it's like you don't talk for a few days and stuff like this. So I was like, this is crazy, but... I guess I was like, look, I'm, I'm finished my relationship. I'm, you know, um, there was a couple of things going home with the family. And I was like, why not go into this, you know, try this meditation thing. And I went to this place, this forest monastery. And in, in, this was in like near on the border of Myanmar and Thailand. 
And I just find myself like, ne- I would never think of doing this thing. You know, if you told me five years ago, this is this stuff I'd be doing, I would have said, you're crazy. Like, so I'm, I'm there to give you these white clothes and everyone's in white. And we, yeah, we go and this guy just starts telling us, you know, showing us like how to meditate, how to sit in silence with yourself and get to know yourself and and listen to yourself and um become aware of the feelings that are going around your body and watch them be with them and let them go and that that vipassana thing which i was like oh just curious i didn't know much what it was going to be like but in in that like i was there for like i think uh, between seven and nine days and i experienced like just again an even deeper trust in 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 within myself you know what i mean this like you know there's like jonathan and and all the problems and the thoughts and everything that's going on but there's also you know another part that is constantly witnessing what jonathan is going through and and feeling and thinking and that part is is like yeah when i connect to that i can yeah really get in you know really get in a deep sense of peace within myself and, and that was a big changing moment for me as well, because I was I was a very um, what's that word when you, you know, you're like um, extrovert, extroverted person before, like always oh, feed off energy from everyone and all this. And it helped like, yeah, after that experience, I definitely realized that I really enjoyed to spend time with myself more mm-hmm. and to get that to get to know that kind of guy that I never had been in touch with my whole life. You know what I mean? um and yeah it it was just a it was like this profound experience that really helped me on on the next stage of my journey and helped me I guess yeah realize that after that I was going to go to yeah move on to Vietnam and went to Vietnam that was the next stage of the journey okay I'm going to cut it there for this week's episode I'm sure you can see by the title that is only part one of Jonathan's story I hope you are feeling inspired hearing about him learning to listen to his own intuition, learning to speak up for himself and saying no, and also being brave with his life. Such an adventurous, inspiring story so far. So tune in next week for part two, where Jonathan talks us through his journey through Vietnam and speaks about topics to do with mental health among men. So... If you've enjoyed today's episode so far, if you're listening on Spotify, please, please feel free to give me a five-star rating. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, again, please give a rating if you can and leave a comment. Now, because I'm in the UAE, I don't see other countries' comments. So if you are in a different country, please screenshot your comment and do share it with me in my Instagram DMs. My Instagram is at the Nova Coach. I will share the feedback to my stories, but don't worry. I can blank out your name and keep it anonymous. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and tune in next week for part two.